Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family-owned and operated, a no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas-owned, Arkansas-operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. <laughs> I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy Chuck and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Ty's got good hair. Chuck, good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, it's been uh, been a fun uh, last twelve hours or so as Arkansas gets a win last night, eighty to seventy one. It kind of turned into a block party last night with the Razorbacks uh, swatting out thirteen of A and M shots. Yeah, I mean it was really fun to watch. It was a good win, and they needed it. You're right. That was a ball game they needed to win, and I thought the way they played, um, the way they protected the rim. You know, the Mitchells had a big night, and they weren't the only ones. But, you know, it was uh, it was a good team win. They beat a good team last night. That is a team that had won 9 of 10 ball games. So, um, you know, got a chance to get back to 500 Saturday. Need to do that. Devo, 4 from 8, or 4 of 8 from the, behind the three-point line last night, was as, as critical as anyone in this win last night to, to what he provided. And then Ricky Council also with 19 points of the game, had maybe the dunk of the night. In fact, it was the number one highlight on SportsCenter. Was it really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. number one. I didn't know I that didn't, either until uh, I saw, saw a screenshot this morning. But Well, I uh, I didn't pay attention last night, I guess. Yeah, they, um, you know, Devo played well. Council played well. Teams tend to shoot better at home, and Arkansas did. You know, they shot 50% at home and shot uh, 33% from the arc, you know, and you can win a lot of ball games shooting 33% from three-point range. That's what A&M shot, so obviously it doesn't guarantee anything. But you know, I thought a real difference last night was A&M didn't make their free throws. And I realized that wasn't the entire difference in the ball game. But I think seven times, if I'm not mistaken, seven or eight, they went to the line and made one of two. Yeah. So uh, I thought as the game wore on, those you know those points really started to matter, and uh, Arkansas did what they had to do, and it was just uh, you know overall it was just a really good team win, yeah. and um, you know the Mitchells were fun. I mean, McCall had a great game. I thought where the game was won last night, Arkansas had way too many second half turnovers and really let A and M hang around by giving extra possessions and some easy basket. Baskets. M- Musk calls timeout with just over four minutes ahead of the TV timeout that would have come under four. And from that point on, they had a lot better ball security. In fact, I don't know that they turned it over again. Arkansas pulls away, makes their free throws down the stretch. They were really good in the closing minutes. But Chuck, ball security in the last four minutes of the ball game was critical because it was starting to feel like it was slipping away a little bit there in uh, the mid part of the second half. It got better. I mean, it did get better down the stretch, and that's an issue. I mean, that's uh, you know that's something that you've got to, you know, that's that's something you got to deal with. You know, you just can't do that, particularly on the road. And uh, you know, there were points last night where Arkansas was in control of the game, 
But as you say, I mean, they were never really able to pull away because of the turnovers. Now, they made up for it in other areas. And as we've said with this team, and, and I, I I talked about this yesterday on Phil's show, um, you know, we can pick after every ball game, and there are things to pick, win or lose. Uh, this is a deficient team in some areas and will remain that way. And, um, you know, I, I don't I don't see some things changing. But, you know, I do think this team right now has its feet underneath them. I think every game they're out there giving maximum effort. I mean, they may not win every game, but every game they're giving maximum effort. You've got guys playing through injuries right now. Uh, they're, I mean, they're happy to put that uniform on and play, and they like it. And, um, you know, again, I, I think after every ball game, there are going to be things you can look at, and, and I, I don't know that we're going to have a perfect game. I don't know that we're going to look at the stat sheet at the end of a ball game and say, man, that, that's it right there. I, I just don't know if that's going to happen. But this team's good enough to win some games, and they've got some grit about them now, and um, uh, they do the things good teams do at home. We saw it last night. Um, they shot the ball well, and they're going to have to go on the road and protect the basketball now. And they're going to have to do something about the turnovers and limit them and uh, not give up some of the points off turnovers. But, again, it's not going to be a perfect team. Uh, but, you know, they won last night, and they've got a chance to win again on Saturday. And then after that, you know, you're on a streak at that point, and you feel like you can do a lot of things. You just kind of referred to what Dennis and Springdale likes, Chuck, the fact that this basketball team, despite the injuries, despite the lapses of judgment, and through – Halfway point of the conference season, they're second worst team in the league in turning the ball over. They've got to get that cleaned up at some point, but they're improving. And this team is nine day better than they were at the start of conference play. And there's going to be issues with young guys handling the basketball, but they're playing more as a team. And I think what Arkansas fans really appreciate about this basketball team is the fact that guys are hobbled per se, and still gutted. I mean, A.B.'s not healthy. You can tell the way he walks. Like, even walking off the court last night, he's limping, gimping around, and yet that guy's giving, as you just said, maximum effort. Well, he is. And, I mean, we're at the point in the season where there are going to be bumps and bruises. But, you know, there have been some that go a little bit beyond that. These guys have played a lot of minutes. I mean, you look at it last night. I mean, there weren't a whole lot of guys that played. So, you know, you've, uh, uh, you're going to take some shots and it's physical when you get into conference play. And every league's like this, it, it, even the leagues that aren't as good as some of the others. When you get into conference play, I mean, it's a physical game then. And uh, they let you do a few more things, it seems like, anyway. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think teams teams that win ball games down the stretch have that character about them. Now, you know, there are some things that you can't overcome. I mean, teams get in spots where that takes them as far as it'll take them, and then you're finished. Um, and, you know, I don't know what it's going to be like with this team. But I like where they are right now. I think if you look at where this team was a month ago and you look at where this team is right now, there's been substantial pro uh, progress made. And the good news through all this is there's not an NCAA tournament today. And, you know, as we've seen before, I mean – we get all caught up in bracketology in February, and by the time the NCAA tournament really kicks into high gear, we don't remember any of that stuff uh, because all it is is just a setup. So, you know, if they can make as much progress in February as they did in January, 
um, I think it's going to be fun to watch when we get to March. You just brought up a point there about kind of shortening the bench a little bit. They played seven guys last night. Jordan Walsh and Jalen Graham come off the bench, and I know it. This might have this question might have to be reevaluated if and when Nick comes back. But guys, do you think he's found his seven, possibly eight guys with Nick? from here on out, or was that just kind of a one-off for last night? Oh, I think each game's different. You know, they really went with six in the second half. Graham didn't play in the second half. Uh, if, 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 if he did, I don't recall. Um, it was very brief. But, you know, um, I just think the game dictated that last night. That's what they felt like they needed to do to win. So there may be other nights where you feel like you need to have Kamani Johnson in there. There may be other nights where you feel like you need to have Joseph Pinion in there, some of the others. But, you know, last night, um, that's who he felt like he needed to win the ball game with. But, uh, you know, we we and, and I'm guilty of this too. I think we're all guilty of this. Sometimes with must coach teams, we look at it and we say, all right, all right he's, he's figured out his seven or eight guys. And then, you know, something happens and it's not those seven or eight guys anymore. Or there's been a reshuffle within those seven or eight guys. So, um, you know, for example, starting the Mitchells again last night. He'd done that before and – didn't have great results. I didn't know if he'd do it again, to be honest, but he did, and it worked. So, um, you know, there's going to be continued tinkering. I, I don't know that there's going to be a point where we say, okay, this is what it's going to be. Um, I, I'm, I, I'm just not sure that, that, that this team's that settled yet. Maybe they will be, but but I'm not sure they are today. All right, you've seen nine of these SEC games. You've watched a lot others. What, what do you think of A&M now that you've seen them up close? Is this a... Is this a top four SEC team, or did your opinion change at all about who you thought the Aggies were after after seeing them last night? Well, I'm not sure. You know, they had uh, you know they had planes, trains, and automobiles getting <laughs> here, and um, you know they didn't get to the arena until they got there. And so, you know, your routines changed, and sometimes that affects your shooting. And um, you know, I know Z thought that was a big deal last night. I, I'm not an ex coach, so he can speak to that better than I can. Um, you know, teams tend to, and I can tell you from traveling with teams, everything's done on a schedule. You get your itinerary. There's not a lot of deviation. Uh, you know where you're going to go uh, when you leave the house even before you go to the airport. So um, it is different when those things happen. So uh, I would imagine A&M will be very good at home. In two weeks when Arkansas goes down mm-hmm. there, I would imagine A&M is ready to play. And it uh, might be a different story then. But, um Hey, they're seven and two, and as a wise coach once said, "You are what your record says you are," and seven and two is pretty good. You know, there's four. You mentioned the trip to, to College Station, but there's four critical road games coming up, and we know where they're at: at Alabama, Tennessee. You got to go to to Lexington, play Kentucky there, and uh, and College Station. So, I mean, Arkansas's got to find a way to really round out a, a quality resume and maybe be better than what some of the projections are right now. They got a great opportunity to win in some tough places, but they're they're going to be tough. And I think A and M is going to be a place in a couple of weeks where winning won't be easy. Well, I don't think for this team any win's going to be easy. I just really don't. I, I don't. Uh, um, I think they're going to have to battle to win every one of them. And A and M's going to be a tough, tough road game. The, you know the and 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 I realize this is cliche-ish, and and you know people get tired of hearing things like this, but. This team's not good enough to look past today. I mean, they're really not. Um, now, if, if, if they'll do things the way they've done the last two, three weeks, um, you know, they can win some games. They can win some games. But um, I, I, don't, I don't think that, 
You know, we can look at the big picture. I don't think they can. Um, you know, the first thing you better do is make sure that you play well at South Carolina because they've not won many games, and you sure don't want to be the team they beat. They haven't won a home SEC game all yeah, year. And you don't want to be the one. Uh, refresh my didn't. Didn't they beat Kentucky in Lexington? Yeah. In Lexington, yeah. yeah. How the hell does that happen? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because Kentucky was—they had a couple of guys hurt that night. Yeah. And they weren't playing well, and South Carolina went in there and stole one. And, and sometimes that happens, and it's not reflective of Kentucky, and it's sure not reflective of South Carolina. And despite that, South Carolina's net ranking still like eight hundred and four. I mean, <laughs> it's, ser- it's seriously like two two seventy. I mean, it's it is the it's probably I looked at this. Probably amongst the worst teams in Power Five, at least the big, the bigger conferences, Power Six, wherever you want to consider it, in major college basketball, they've got to be guys amongst the worst teams in kind of that group, if you will, non-mid majors. Well, some of the spreads have been worse at home than they've, uh, you know, than they've <laughs> been on the road. It makes just, no just, sense. Well, nobody comes to see them play. I mean, if you watched any Why of their games, <laughs> well, I mean, no. I, but 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 here's the thing, and that, and that goes back to my point a minute ago. You don't want to be the one. Yep. Yeah. You know, and, I mean, you don't you don't want to be that team. And they're what was it three years or four removed from a Final Four trip, or is it even that yeah. long? I think it was twenty eighteen. Okay, maybe right. a little longer. Time gets away, but I mean, this isn't a program that's like now they ain't had a ton of success, but I mean, it's like, not like uh, Frank Martin's you know never done anything there. It's not like he didn't you know build a uh, the ground floor of something, but well, they haven't, that they haven't was, built upon it. That's a while that was, back. That was their really only good year. And, and, you know, Martin had a lot of success at Kansas State. Mm-hmm. Never really worked out there. And it doesn't seem like it's getting all that much better with the new guy. But, um, you know, again, I mean, it's as we saw, South Carolina went to Lexington and won. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't, in the grand scheme of things, I don't really think that's going to hurt Kentucky all that much. Maybe, you know, it embarrasses them a little bit, but, you know, they've done pretty well since then for the most part. But, um, you know, you've just got to, you know, got to focus on yourself. you got to focus on Arkansas. And if you go over there and do what you've done, if you do that, you'll win. If you don't, you're going to be the one everybody's talking about. You don't want to be those guys. Well, everybody's on the move right now, Chuck, trying to get their uh, the, the right move in the SEC. If you're on the move yourself, you got the pros that can help you find well, the right I, new home. You know, we do. Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company, is the place that, that I've gone. And I think that, you know, their service for you would be the same that it was for me. I, I feel certain in saying that. And I partnered with them to sell a home, and I partnered with them to buy a home. And, you know, both times they just flat out knew a whole lot more about it than everybody else. And they answered the questions that I had. And uh, they were better negotiators as a result of their training and their knowledge of the business. And so, you know, when we got from contract to close, everything worked out. And that's what you want, whether you're a buyer or a seller. You want it to work out. You want a, you want a fair price. And that's what they do at Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. They've got the best training in the business, and it shows every day. Now, they've got an office in Fayetteville. They're in Springdale. They're in Bentonville. Uh, they're in Fort Smith. Uh, they've recently opened a new office in Branson, Missouri. They've got a lot of yellow signs out there. You're going to see them. And you can log on to WeikertGriffin.com. As what y'all make of Sean Payton going to Denver, the Saints are going to get a first round and a second round draft pick. The Broncos are going to get a third. And, of course, Sean Payton. Is that going to work out? Is that a good move by the Broncos organization, I guess, Mr. Walden? I, here's what I would say. What move could the Walton family have made that would have been better or made a bigger splash or energized their franchise more. 
That's the name everyone's talking about. Um, when you put a list together, and here's the guy we're talking. He's number one on a lot of people's list to to be their next head coach. So, I mean, how do you not call it a home run hire, at least from, from day one? Sean Payton's got the pedigree, the experience, and I think, uh, at least for now, I don't know how you wouldn't be happy that with that, Chuck, if you're a Broncos fan. Well, yeah, I mean, it's going to win the press conference, um, you know, but I don't, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I think in the National Football League, hiring a head coach is, you know, uh, the end-all, be-all. Sometimes it is, but, you know, Sean Payton's a really good coach. Is he a Hall of Fame coach? I don't know about that. I mean, you know, Drew Brees, in the, you know, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. I don't know if Sean Payton's a Hall of Fame coach. Your myth kind of grows. I mean, uh, you know, everybody thought John Gruden was going to come back and be the Messiah. Didn't work out that way. Um, you know, here's the deal. They had a home run last year when they got Russell Wilson. That didn't work out very well. Um, my point is is that Sean Payton is a good hire. He's a good coach. And he does win the press conference. And he does sell tickets. And he does energize the fan base. But this is the National Football League. And... Um, just as Kellen Moore's firing in Dallas won't mean a thing if Dak Prescott doesn't get better, in Denver, hiring Sean Payton won't mean a thing if Russell Wilson doesn't get better. And that's on Russell Wilson. Um, so we'll see how that works out. But there's no doubt that they made the splash and uh, they got the guy everybody seemingly wanted. So you referenced Kellen Moore. He's now with Los Angeles, the Chargers, Herbert, Staley, and people I think are excited to see what he can do with uh, the former Oregon quarterback. Chuck, is there, a, is there an offensive coordinator in the National Football League that you think would have a good impact on Dak Prescott, teamed with Mike McCarthy? I think every offensive coordinator in the National Football League is skilled. I think they all bring a different perspective. They're professionals. I think if you... Uh, if, if, if you're good, um, you take something from the good coaches, from every single one of them that you've been with. And um, I don't know that there's a guy in the National Football League that you bring in and he's ob- automatically going to make Dak Prescott better. These, um, you know, I think, and I've always thought this, I mean, you, we put way too much, particularly in the NFL, we, took, we put way too much emphasis on coordinators. Um, changing things in Dallas uh, is not going to be the magic wand for what ails them. And it's not that way in any National Football League job. So I'm not sure there's anybody out there that you bring in and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, a quarterback stops throwing interceptions in critical moments. Uh, You know, um, Kellen Moore, you know, he's got a better quarterback to work with now. Seems to me like he came away the winner. And that will be interesting with Denver. When you look at that, it's what was Sean Payton maybe promised or what was the conversations like on what, what money would be spent, what commitment would be made, what kind of contract structure would be offered to some kind of top-shelf quarterback because essentially everything you were saying a minute ago, Chuck, and what you're saying now is, yeah, coordinator's important, but who the quarterback is is paramount to the success of any yeah. franchise. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about in the NFL. Now, look, Sean Payton's deal is about the money. I mean, let's not act like coaches aren't like players particularly at the NFL level. That deal's about the money. And uh, they'll worry about the quarterback after that. But um, uh, it's a good deal for him. It's a good deal for Denver in terms of, you know, uh, re-energizing the franchise, as you say. But ultimately, you got to go out and win. And that's on the quarterback in the National Football League. 
There's a lot of quarterback storylines heading into this next season. I know we still haven't concluded this one because you got two great matchups with Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, but think about how Russell Wilson could potentially work out there, what Aaron Rodgers is going to do with the Packers or another organization, where Derek Carr's going to land, how Herbert's going to do with more. Then you've got, of course, Tom Brady and his ultimate decision, what he's going to do. I know there's a lot in flux right now, and I, I don't know if you can necessarily say outside of the teams that we've known at this point – that can make the playoffs, like, where these guys are going to land. Well, here's the deal in my mind. If San Francisco gets the right guy, they're the favorite in the NFC next year. You know, they're not going to have Purdy back. You're not going to, you know, you're not going to be the odds-on favorite with Garoppolo. Um, You bring Aaron Rodgers back to the Bay Area, I think they're the immediate favorite in the NFC next year. Got Rodgers and Brady that grew up. Yeah, I take Rodgers. I would, I would, you know, as much as I respect and, and admire everything Tom Brady's done, Rodgers has got a couple of really good years left. Um, you know, he's not my favorite guy. I mean, I'm so over Aaron Rodgers, I, I can't even describe it. But he's still got a couple of good years left. And um, I'd pick him over Brady. Does fame just make you weird? Because, I don't know. Because it's something both of happened those, to him yeah, along the way. Both of those guys, and I think Tom Brady's becoming more and more weird by the day, but but Aaron Rodgers jumped the shark yeah. on that a few years ago. He's a strange huh. guy, but now he can play. I mean, he can play. He, now, he made it too much about him in Green Bay this year, but uh, and, and, and I would yeah. be concerned about that, frankly, if uh, I was the 49ers. That's but, a power move. He's still got a couple of uh, he's still got a couple of good years left. Well, I think the deal with the Packers organization, and I can say this because I'm a fan, we didn't surround him with anything. I mean, the, the the whole Devontae Adams debacle, and then not drafting an offensive player in the first round like the last ten years or so. I mean, you just didn't give him any big time offensive weapons out of Adams. Now, if he goes to San Fran, as you're talking about, Chuck, you've got Debo Samuel and IU can Kittle. Then you've got the hand the ball off to Wilson and Christian McCaffrey, and that that is a loaded offense. And Purdy was with a really good defense. Yes, that's why I say. I mean, you put Aaron Rodgers on that team; they're the favorite in the NFC next year. So, who would be the favorite in the AFC? Is it based on the outcome of this game? I mean, yeah. Let's 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 play the Super Bowl. You know, let's 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 get this done before we talk about who the favorite is next year. But you know, I think it would be the. You know, it's pretty much the same cast of guys you got right now. What's crazy to me is Mahomes is still putting up these numbers on a bum and calling it a bum ankles. I think almost putting it too lightly, the pain that he was having to go through. But he's doing it. He lost his lost Tyreek Hill in the offseason. He lost at, at one point in the game, Cole Hardman, probably his second or third best wide receiver. He lost, I think, Juju Smith Schuster. I mean, he was throwing to guys like the fourth, fifth, and sixth, and seventh guys. Still put up 300 plus yards. Unbelievable. I just don't know how Travis Kelsey's open on every play. Smart guy, man. Former quarterback, knows always where to be in the zones, and the man, very intelligent. Hey, it's Phil Elson. From all these years watching baseball, I've grown accustomed to watching closers in their element. James Teague isn't closing innings anymore, he's closing cases. With almost 30 years in the business, Teague Law Firm is a general practice firm that can help you with most family law issues, divorce, custody, and child support. They can also help with criminal law, both felonies and misdemeanors. Call James and the Teague Law Firm at 479-531-2785, 531-2785, online at teague-law.com. The Teague Law Firm, if they can't help you, they'll talk baseball. 
Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from the NFL and bowl season to esports. You'll find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. BetOnline, where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. And really talked a lot of football this morning, especially Razorback football, so we can do that right now. Get a chance to hear from Sam Pittman, Dan Enos, Marcus Woodson, Deron Wilson later on today. National signing day. I know there's not going to be a ton of news for Razorback football considering you signed most of your class already. But guys, is there anything you're curious about on February the 1st as we get closer to spring ball? But I'm glad they're signing the guy that they are. Oh, yeah. Um, I guess it's going to be tomorrow because of the weather, from what I understand. I, I'm, I'm not certain on that, but uh, no, it sounds like um, that's going to be the news. Yeah, I think. You know, and look, it's the first opportunity here from uh, uh, from the other coaches, as far as I know, and so that'll be interesting to hear too. Yeah, and, you know, I think we're familiar that those that have been around a while familiar with Dan Enos, but our first chance to you know ask questions, hear what he has to say, and um, yeah, I'll be interested to see. How, how far the conversation goes, Chuck, when he talks about his quarterback and K.J. Jefferson. I expect it to be overwhelming and positive and all those things, you, you know, coach speak. But but uh, we'll see if he lets you in behind the curtain at all about kind of his vision for what this offense is going to, to be about uh, with Danny Enos at the helm. Well, you know, all these guys have been before the media before, and I'm sure they'll put on, um, you know, they'll they'll say all the right things today. And the proof will be in the pudding as we move forward. All these guys are competent. Um, you know, they're, 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 they're hired not only with the idea of what you do on the field, but your ability to recruit, which is what it's all about. And so, you know, it's a combination of things. But I'm, I'm sure all of them will be impressive today. I want to, as you said, that was what I was thinking. Danny Enos and KJ, that was my initial thought is, hey, what do you think about the quarterback you're quote-unquote inheriting in this offense? Where do you think he can improve? Where are you really impressed by? Because, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's any doubt that KJ Jefferson can get better from the last couple of years he's been there. But I want to know if, like you said, if Enos would actually take you behind, I think we can help him with this. I think we can help him with that. I think we can, because if anyone knows about improvement, it's Brandon Allen his senior year. I mean, he exploded that year. So I'm, hopefully we'll see something similar from KJ this season. Another guy named Jalen Hurts. You know, I mean, I, I know he's not in the Razorback family, but another guy on Enos's coaching resume. I, I think another interesting thing, and I don't know how much this will come up because it's not the the topic right in front of us. But I was reading a few articles. Sam Pittman recently spoke at an Alabama high school coaches convention. There's one getting ready to happen in Arkansas, and they'll have some. I think Bobby Petrino is even one of the speakers, maybe down in Hot Springs for their convention. Uh, but Saban was there. Pittman was there. Um, a lot of comments and some things that, that were reported. I mean, Pittman didn't talk with the media, but coaches coming out of that talk about NIL stuff. Uh, both of those coaches, there's been stuff with Saban and two players that came wanting a package deal on NIL, and he sent them down the road packing. I'll be interested to see if anything else comes from Sam Pittman today, Chuck, and his thoughts on NIL and, and, and reform there, because that seems, it seems to be really frustrating for a lot of coaches right now. 
Well, you know, he's kind of expressed his thought on that, and I don't think he's real thrilled with the state of things. And I don't know that any of them are thinking, man, I'm glad it's like this all the time now. I, I don't think any of them, when they, uh, when they got into this, envisioned uh, that it would be what it is today. So I'm sure they do share ideas. I'm certain all of them do. Um, you know, these coaches' conventions are, um, um, my understanding is, they're very generous with their information with one another, with their ideas. I mean, uh, um, you know, as people that work in a similar profession would be with their peers. So um, I would imagine that they've shared some thoughts. Now, how much they'll share with everybody else, I don't know. But, um, you know, if you pay attention, I think you've got a pretty good idea about how Saban and Pittman feel about all this. And uh, I think there's a respect level that it's not just Saban has for Sam. We've heard Jimbo Fisher talk about this. There is a, there seems to be, and it's not always like this with coaches. They You can tell certain guys put on a front, but considering the fact that Sam Pittman tried, or excuse me, Nick Saban tried to hire Sam Pittman in some other cases, and I know he was joking about kind of being in between them at the SEC spring meetings, mm. but there is a... A uh, very mutual respect when it, in this league when it comes to Sam Pittman, Arkansas's head coach. Well, football people know football people, and he's always been well respected by football people. Just because you're not, you know, in the media limelight doesn't mean you're not respected by football people. And it's always been that way with him. I mean, you know, um, Georgia right now is what everybody wants to be, and you know, one of the first people Kirby Smart hired on his staff with Sam Pittman. So, you know, that, that, that speaks volumes. And, uh, but, you know, he, he'd had a pretty good career prior to that. And, again, football people know. I mean, um, you know, sometimes as fans, frankly, we can get fooled. We get fooled by what makes a head coach and what doesn't. We tend to base way too much on what they say and how they act. But, you know, football people know. And Sam Pittman's always been well respected by those folks. Yeah. Circling back to today's media event, and, I, and I, I, listen, I don't expect us to get a, a ton of open book, honest answers. But uh, you know, Marcus Woodson and uh, Deron Wilson, the new secondaries coach, if there's an area on this team that's a got to get some help, and you know, b got to show some marked improvement, it is the secondary of the defense. We focused a lot on coordinator and quarterback, and that always gets the attention, but. Guys, I'm I'm interested, and they're not going to lay out the battle plans today and what their thoughts are, and they, and they probably don't know the answers. But that's as interesting a, a part of uh, conversation about this team moving forward is what happens with the secondary and the defense. Well, I think we'll get honest answers. I just don't know that you know. Again, they're gonna you know they're gonna say everything. I mean, if you expect them to come in here and go, man, we weren't very good there last year. We got to get better. They're not going to say that. Um, you know, they're going to talk about how happy they are to be here. And they're going to talk about how they're ready to coach what they've got. And they're ready to go out and recruit some where they need them. And, um, you know, those are the things that they're going to say today. And, and you know, frankly, uh, that's that's what they should say. Um, you know, if, if, if you expect a new coach to relive what an old coach did his first time out, I don't think you're going to get that. Um, but obviously – they know a lot better than we do, and they know what they need to address. 
Introducing Your Choice Tuesday at Buffalo Wild Wings. Buy one, get one 50% off on our traditional wings on Tuesdays. Then the best thing about Thursday at Buffalo Wild Wings is buy one, get one free on our boneless wings. Both offers are now available for dine-in and carry-out. Some exclusions apply. Visit your Buffalo Wild Wings in Bryant, Little Rock, Sherwood, Conway, Fort Smith, and in Jonesboro. Buffalo Wild Wings. Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. Arkansas wins against Texas A&M last night, 81-70. to I know Eric Mossman was really happy about Mikel and Makai Mitchell, two guys that had great performances on their birthday. Heading to the arena, the one thing my wife said is make sure you start the Mitchell twins because it's their birthday. I mean, both of them were good. You know, like that's a lot of block shots, but... You know, we're doing some unique things with Mikel defensively on where we place him the last two games, and we've been trapping a lot more at half court than we have all season. Chuck, I know the stat was 1 for 14 when they did that double team thing in the Baylor game. Langston Love hit a corner three. That was it. I don't know what it was last night, but AM didn't seem ready for that. Well, that's part of, uh, you know, that's part of holding the other team to 34%. I mean, you bring that shot clock into play. Uh, you make it difficult for the team. I mean, you don't have to, you know, steal the ball. But, um, you know, you trap, you make them throw over it. And, um, you know, that's that's part of keeping a team from getting into the flow of their offense. And they've been really good at that lately. New Arkansas coaches will meet with the media later on today. And I say new. Danny Nose has been here. He'll be with the media on with Deron Wilson and Marcus Woodson. And we'll have that for you on YouTube as well as hit that line Dot com Got some more baseball news for you. Arkansas has four rankings inside the top ten from different baseball publications, and the softball team has got a couple, too. Chuck, I know we're not too far out from those guys getting together in Arlington to get some Big 12 teams and uh, kicking the baseball season off. Yeah, I know some people who are making plans to go to that. It's uh, for a lot of Razorback fans, particularly those in northwest Arkansas. I mean, it's, uh, hey, baseball season's what they look forward to. And they're looking forward to this season. And, you know, baseball's fun because they're always good. And you know that going into every season that you're going to compete for the highest prize. And so people people will be there. I know James Teague is going to be joining us on halftime this fall. Friday's at 12 for 15, so excited about that. Chuck, I would guess just based on who they've got returning, this, this pitching staff's going to be pretty dominant. Could be. I mean, certainly has that potential. I mean, there's, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's everything you would want there. You've just got to go out and perform. And obviously, when you're talking about pitchers, you're talking about health. And so, you got to get some breaks there. You know, your uh, your top guys have got to remain healthy. But yeah, they've uh, they've got plenty in their arsenal. A lot to choose from. I think the thing that you hope, and I know baseball's changed, and I know that. You know, four or five innings now is, you know, <laughs> some people consider that a quality start. But, 
you know, I I think you got to have a bell cow. Um, I think you got to have a guy you can throw out there on Friday night, a guy that goes twelve and one. Um, you know, that's uh, that's that. You know, the great teams have that guy, and um, I hope a couple of those guys can emerge. I was really the benchmark of that team that had Blaine Knight in year. I guess that would have been twenty eighteen. Then you followed up with Zayday, Isaiah Campbell, and those teams made it to the College World Series. So there's definitely some evidence there. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. Arkansas wins against Texas A&M last night, 81-70. I know Eric Mossman was really happy about Mikel and Makai Mitchell, two guys that had great performances on their birthday. Heading to the arena, the one thing my wife said is make sure you start the Mitchell twins because it's their birthday. I mean, both of them were good. You know, like that's a lot of block shots, but, you know, we're doing some unique things with Mikel defensively on where we place him the last two games and we've been trapping a lot more at half court than we have all season. Chuck, I know the stat was one for 14 when they did that double team thing in the Baylor game. Langston Love hit a corner three. That was it. I don't know what it was last night, but A&M didn't seem ready for that. Well, that's part of, um, you know, that's part of holding the other team to 34%. I mean, you bring that shot clock into play. Uh, You make it difficult for the team. I mean, you don't have to, you know, steal the ball. But, um, you know, you trap, you make them throw over it. And, um, you know, that's, that's part of keeping a team from getting into the flow of their offense. And they've been really good at that lately. New Arkansas coaches will meet with the media later on today. And I say new. Danny Nose has been here. He'll be with the media along with Deron Wilson and Marcus Woodson. And we'll have that for you on YouTube as well as hit that line. Got some more baseball news for you. Arkansas has four rankings inside the top ten from different baseball publications, and the softball team has got a couple, too. Chuck, I know we're not too far out from those guys getting together in Arlington to get some Big 12 teams and uh, kicking the baseball season off. Yeah, I know some people who are making plans to go to that. It's uh, for a lot of Razorback fans, particularly those in northwest Arkansas. I mean, it's, uh, hey, baseball season's what they look forward to. And they're looking forward to this season. And, you know, baseball's fun because they're always good. And you know that going into every season that you're going to compete for the highest prize. And so people people will be there. I know James Teague is going to be joining us on halftime this fall. Friday's at 12 for 15, so excited about that. Chuck, I would guess just based on who they've got returning, this, this pitching staff's going to be pretty dominant. 
Could be. I mean, certainly has that potential. I mean, there's, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's everything you would want there. You've just got to go out and perform. And obviously, when you're talking about pitchers, you're talking about health. And so, you got to get some breaks there. You know, your uh, your top guys have got to remain healthy. But yeah, they've uh, they've got plenty in their arsenal. A lot to choose from. I think the thing that you hope, and I know baseball's changed, and I know that. You know, four or five innings now is, you know, <laughs> some people consider that a quality start. But, you know, I, I think you got to have a bell cow. Um, I think you got to have a guy you can throw out there on Friday night, a guy that goes 12-1. and one. Um, You know, that's uh, – that's that. you know, the great teams have that guy. And um, I hope a couple of those guys can emerge. I was really the benchmark of that team that had Blaine Knight in year. I guess that would have been 2018. And then you follow it up with – Zayday, Isaiah Campbell, and those teams made it to the College World Series, so there's definitely some evidence there. That's going to do it for your Hog Update. It is brought to you by Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888-8-SPARKY. Tommy, you've been looking at the iDrive Arkansas app a little bit. I didn't see really any wrecks in our listening area, but there's definitely some ice, and we hope people are safe driving to work this morning. I think the roads are worse today than they They were this time yesterday, and I don't think it's close because my drive-in, it just did that uh, round that came through yesterday afternoon. And then they treated the roads, but it, I think it's slicker and more treacherous right now than it was 24 hours well, ago. Well, we, you know, we all kind of fall into the trap of once it's past us, it's over. Yeah. And, um, you know, there are more people in our listening area affected right now yes. than there have probably been at any point this week. I mean, you just look at, look at Hot Springs right now. Um, you know, look at I-30 from Malvern up to Little Rock. And um, it's not quite as bad in southwest Arkansas as it was. But uh, there are some areas. You That's know, the only part of the state. Yeah, though. the right. River Valley's got it today. Yesterday wasn't an issue there. Basically, if you'll draw a line from, say, DeQueen over to Hot Springs to Pine Bluff, if you kind of drew a straight yep. line yep. across that part of the state, everything north of there's got at least ice patches. And then you come to, say, Alma over to Conway to Searcy and just keep going east, everything north of that's uh, reported as, as ice covered on most of the roads. So. I mean, the further north you get, obviously, the, the, the worse the road conditions. But uh, really, I'd say the northern 75% of our state, all the way down to Pine Bluff, has got some kind of road conditions to deal with, uh, some minor, some more major. But uh, and the, in the northwest part of the state, there's not a major road that's not got at least ice patches right now listed on the iDrive map. And you look at uh, I-49 from the state line all the way down to DeQueen's got some kind of issue either on 49 or 71 if you were traveling, uh, Chuck, that western corridor of the state. Yeah, it'll get better today. It's supposed to be above freezing pretty much everywhere today. Sun's going to come out. It'll get a lot better today. It'll be gone tomorrow. But this morning, uh, as you're out and about, there are going to be some areas that uh, may give you some problems. Yeah, I-40 from the state line just all the way over past uh, Russellville to Atkins you got to get to Moralton, more or less, before it uh, is reported. Yeah, it looks as, like about the county line there. Yeah, so, I mean, there's uh, – and then you, you move on into Faulkner County and, uh, you know, at Conway and uh, over uh, on 64 to Bologna. But even when I-40 jogs south there towards Little Rock, it's, it's got ice patches. So, uh, I, I think you got to be more careful. And I, I've said this a few times. I think it bears repeating. I mean, we stepped outside to put some stuff in a vehicle during a break. you got to be careful going outside your door. That, that's the most dangerous part of a lot of this is – yeah, you get on the roads, they're bad, but just getting to your car may be the most treacherous part of any trip out of your house. 
Tommy's telling all the employees when he gives them scrapers on their cars so they won't miss work, hey, you guys make sure you don't slip <laughs> right. here at the building. If you're going to fall, you get off the property here before you fall. Yeah. That's you, that's the hidden message in all this. You know, it's ironic enough that he actually gave those to us yesterday, Chuck. I did. I gave everyone, <laughs> that, I heard. everyone that bothered to show up yesterday. got a, And I didn't go get the cheap ones either. These were the nice high-dollar ones that you know, aren't going to break. This isn't something you're going to get for free from your insurance agent. Or this is the heavy-duty ice scraper. Listen. Well, Ty, when he starts bringing in sleeping bags, that's, <laughs> when you, uh, that's when you know you're in trouble. Yeah, I got that down for April 12th. I don't, <laughs> I don't pretend to know that I, or pretend to say that I had a, a treacherous drive into work this morning or anything like that, but I mean, my dad taught me, like, you got to work, you got to work. Uh, I didn't... Well, you just got to pay attention. I mean, yeah. you just got to pay attention out there. Don't tailgate people. I know people get in a hurry. If, if you're one of those people that tailgates on dry roads, well, don't tailgate when there's ice out there. I mean, use your brain. Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those deals where if um, if everybody will just be a little bit patient. I'm the last person in the world to advise people on patience. I admit that. <laughs> but... Um, I can get a little impatient behind the wheel. That doesn't sound like you, Chuck. But I've, I, never, uh, I've never heard um, that. But, you know, um, you got to have a little respect for the for the stuff on the road. But let me add a caveat. If we're going up a hill, <laughs> that is not the time to slow down and ride your brake. Very so, true. Uh, you know, we are Arkansans. We know how to deal with this stuff three times a year. We know how to drive in it three times a year. So just act like if you're going up a hill, don't slow down. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I, I drive like a psychopath. I usually go 90 on trips just to get there a little bit quicker, but I'm not doing that not that today. you're advocating that yeah i would never listen anything. no never but i to the, do as i do as i say follow the rules don't do as i do in this situation so this is uh but when the roads are like this i'm not trying to speed and get there a little quicker you just got to be safe so like you said tommy it might be worse today so well, i don't driving. think there's any question it's worse today so take a few more minutes most of the schools called it off early yesterday and uh hopefully by tomorrow we're getting back to some semblance of normalcy and i think the weekend forecast unless it's changed is still got temperatures uh pegged out in the near 60 in a lot of our uh, listing areas so it should should get better quickly but we got to get through probably one more day of it here man so, i'm ready for spring yeah well you uh you get a trip to columbia this weekend so that's uh, right it's not going to be warm over there from what i see to get away from all of it this podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.